1: Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking.
2: And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy?
1: Oh, Tyson, you know, I have a funny story for you. You know, I keep throwing out these measurements of weight loss and stuff, but Imani reminded me, I thought that I lost my wedding ring, but it actually, I was too fat to wear it. So now it finally fits. So now I have our original wedding band on. It has Imani's name written on it on the inside. So I'm pretty excited about that.
2: You know, that's really cool because I thought you were going to tell me that you had lost so much weight that it fell off your hand and you had lost it that way. But you actually, it's the reverse. You lost so much weight that you were able to wear it again. That's pretty darn cool. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Well, congratulations. You've, are is it 70 pounds? Is that what it's, mm-hmm. or is it more than that now?
1: It's 70, yep.
2: That is incredible. I, it's really interesting The number of people, and I'm sure you've gotten this because your results have been way, way better than my results since doing 75 hard. But I have people reaching out to me, I'd say three, four times a week about it. I bet you've gotten a lot of people say, hey, what do you think about 75 hard? And I just say, listen, if you're thinking about it, you're prepared to do it, do it.
1: I needed it for sure. I needed it. It was a good wake up call and it got me reset. And I'm really grateful that you suggested that I do it.
2: Well, I, I, it was suggested by Christopher Nicholson and Paul Jacobitis, but uh, yeah, a lot of other people that encouraged us. But let's go ahead and get to our guest this week. It's Mridu Pareek, and she is the founder of Life Is Organized. Mridu is a time management guru, passionate about teaching business owners how to focus, get out of the weeds, and take back control of their day. Her best-selling book, "Accomplish It," and "Productivity on Purpose." Podcast share simple strategies to ditch mental drama from procrastination to perfectionism. Marithu's teaching on mastering tasks and habits have been featured in the Huffington Post, Forbes, U.S. News, and World Report, and Real Simple. Marithu, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you, and you nailed my name, Tyson. That was awesome. <laughs> so I appreciate that, and uh, thanks for having me.
1: Marithu, we're really glad to have you on. How did you get started in this line of work of productivity? And maybe tell us a little bit about what led you to be here with us today.
3: Yeah. Well, many years ago, a lifetime ago, it seems like I had left the corporate world. And my husband and I made a big move from New York City to Nashville back when it was not the it city. It was not cool. And um, I had an opportunity to basically stay home for the first couple of years with my kids. Which was great, but it wasn't too long when I realized I'm losing my mind and I just needed to do something else. So I went down this entrepreneurial path and uh, tried a few things and landed on home organizing at the time, professional home organizing. So like a lot of business owners, I was working my tail off, uh, was spread too thin, just ended up feeling very scattered, exhausted, feeling like a failure a lot of times, even resentful. Because I was working really hard, but not getting the results that I was hoping that this great, this business was going to bring me. And I would regularly think, how is it possible that I am working this hard, putting in this many hours and still not getting what I want? So I just went down a personal like development path and started just learning all things productivity and time management And after lots of hits and misses, I discovered what worked for me, especially when I was really overloaded. I was like with the kids and building this business. And I pretty much just thought to myself, I can either go back to constantly being reactive and feeling behind, or I could embrace these like new shifts and these structures that I started doing. And that's what I did. I really just went from feeling really defeated to completely on top of all my demands and distractions. And that's when I also transitioned my business. So now I teach those skills to other time-strapped top producers, business owners who want to take back control of their day too. So they feel really good about what they get done and have the self-worth that they deserve.
2: I love it. I'm going to hit you with a hypothetical uh, right off the bat. Yeah. Let's say it's Monday morning. You had a wonderful weekend. You are pumped for the week. You are ready to go. You have all your goals set out for the week you're ready to go and hit it. And the first thing you walk into the office and you're hit with client such and such is on the phone. She's really, really mad because of X, Y, and Z. And it derails your entire day. How do you deal with that? How do you get out of that rut?
3: All right. Great question. So first of all, I'd say before you even get to that office and deal with that client thing, what have you done to set up your morning? Because if you have a, a good foundation, if you're just like in a good mindset and you're feeling more calm and more relaxed and on top of things, nothing's going to change the, the client, right? They're going to be pissed off and the things are going to happen. But your reaction and the way you respond is really what's going to change the entire the situation. So prior to even, you know, when let's say it's 8am or 9am looking at that email. What have you done that morning? Did you wake up? It was the first thing you do. Did you turn over and press news on the alarm clock and just get on your phone and get on social media and start looking at the news and getting depressed and comparing yourself to everyone? Or did you maybe get up, give yourself 20 minutes to go through your goals, think about your calendar, have your coffee and peace, maybe stretch? You know, like what does that look like? And that is 100% going to change the way that you react. So, you know, we can only change what's in our control and that's what's in our control. So, I hope that answered that. But I would say first start with before that, because that's what's going to help you more than anything else.
1: So let's say you're not one of those people today and you'd like to be one of those people. How do Mm -hmm. you move into a more mindful morning routine?
3: Pick one thing, like one. The worst that you could do is say... I'm going to change my entire routine. I'm going to start waking up at 5 a.m. And then I'm going to get to the gym and then I'm going to meditate and then I'm going to journal and then I'm going to have my green juice, like never going to happen. In fact, I would say pick a habit versus a routine. There's a really big difference between a habit and a routine. I think a lot of a lot of us think, oh, if I could just get into you know the morning, like I said, the exercise and the meditation all would be great. Well, that's like six different habits you're trying to put together. Like, oh, I have to get into the habit of waking up earlier, to get in the habit of getting on my workout clothes, get into the habit of getting to the gym, getting to, you know, it's all these habits. So just pick one. So maybe the first one is, I'm going to try to get into the habit of waking up 30 minutes earlier than I do today. And that's the only thing. No matter, I don't even have to worry about what I do at that time. Just get into that. Kind of feel good about it. Master it. Then add on another habit. Like, okay, now I'm going to stretch in the morning and work it up that way. So that would be it. Pick one, have your, have your grand vision of what it wants to be, but don't go for that right off the back.
2: So I love that answer. And I'll tell you why. So I see all of these Instagram posts and all these TikTok tech, tech posts about how this is how you've got to have this perfect morning and you've got to do this. You've got to meditate and you've got to work out and you've got to read. You've got to do all these different things. And then this morning I see this post from Alex Hermosi and he's kind of this guy, like he's pretty extreme, but he's like, all of that is nonsense. Like what you need to do is like, Like who cares if you make your bed, right? You start your morning off by focusing on the most important things and that's how you're productive. So I wonder like how much of this stuff is just nonsense in the mornings Uh, like what are the things that actually work and what are the things that don't work you can just throw out the window?
3: One of the biggest myths I think when you think of productivity is I think our initial reaction to it is that it's doing more and doing it more efficiently and just doing it faster. And the way that I've, now that I've taught this for so long, I've taken so many clients to it, and really the way I got myself out of the ruts that I was in was to throw that out the window and focus on productivity from an emotion. So to me, productivity is an emotion you feel when you get the results you want. And if you get to do it in a way that's more time efficient and more energy efficient, fantastic. That's like icing on the cake. But let's just first start with how you feel. So, you're right. If your morning, if it feels completely stressful for you to have your green juice and meditate in general, you're like, that's just not even making me feel great. Like, I'm just all it's doing is stressing me out. Don't do it. Right. Feel what, what makes you feel really good is yeah, what, what if I have, what would give me some control over my day today? You mentioned, yeah, maybe I just pick out my top priority. Maybe I just plan out my morning. Maybe I get the kids out the door without yelling at them. Like, what is the emotion you want to feel? And then start creating your day from there. Because I think that ultimately we all, everybody's goal is to feel good, you want to feel successful. You want to feel inspired. You want to wake up motivated, right? Instead of defeated. I failed again. I have then you start going down all these self-sabotaging thoughts about you're not good enough. I'll never catch up. You're, she or he always does it better. So, what are those feelings that you want to feel, and then how do you take one step that makes you that gets you towards that and I can tell you usually ninety nine percent of the of the time it's the thing you don't do it's the thing you procrastinating it's not jumping on social media it's not jumping into your email or your text. you're doing that anyway. it's not making you feel great, right It's usually that thing so For me, it is literally days just sitting by myself and having coffee in the morning and thinking through my my day is like the number one gift that I can give myself and the number one productivity tool for me because it's going to make me feel really good.
1: I'm holding in my hand a supercomputer, also known as an iPhone, right? And I'm wondering, how would your message or tips be different if we were having this conversation 30 years ago?
0: Ooh.
3: Well, I think the strategy is exactly the same, right? I think that same kind of focusing on on your what's going to make me feel really good, what's going to make me feel really accomplished, using that as your guidepost and your roadmap for the day. The difference is just the level of distractions we have right now. So it's more in the tactical approach versus the strategy, right? So the tactically, it's turn those notifications off just damn, just put your phone in another room. Like, it's just, you know, we can't focus, we can't rely on willpower all the time. So that's more tactical, but strategically it's, you know, maintaining focus, feeling really accomplished, prioritizing your day. That honestly doesn't change. It's more the tactical things.
2: So that's great. I want to ask you, and I don't know how to ask this question, but I Mm -hmm. hopefully I can struggle through it and you can give me an answer, but yeah. Like if there's like one thing that you could tell people, like, hey, you need to do this one thing. Like what would like and it would like give you superpowers almost, you know, like like like, if you were to do this one, because like I see these people pitching this crap all the time. Right. But I'm talking about Mm -hmm. like something that's actually effective that works. Like what would it be that could change someone from like being like a super procrastinator or someone that's not very efficient to like something like that turns them into a rock star?
3: Yeah. Okay. So it's essentially sort of what I was saying, but let's just take it a step further. So go back to that. So here's a question I tell all my clients, I tell everyone to ask yourself, what action, what one thing, right, will make me feel most successful when my head hits the pillow tonight? If you use that question if you ask yourself that question, put it on a sticky note, answer that every day. And I would say, and the the double whammy is one thing personally and one thing professionally. Right. So Here's a trick. It's not what makes me feel really good right this minute. Because what might make you feel really good right this minute is getting on TikTok or getting on Instagram or something, right? What makes you feel really good when your head hits the pillow means at the end of the day today, what is that thing? And again, it's typically something you procrastinate. So for me personally, when I had this goal, was a thing I'm procrastinating, I want to write a book for like literally three years, I want to write a book. When I finally dedicated and said... I'll do 30 minutes every day, no matter what. And for me, first thing in the morning, it works best. Whether I get five words down or 500 words down, that's what's going to make me feel best at the end of the day for me personally. So that's what I committed to, right? So what if what happens nine months later, you have a book in your hand. And then professionally, for me, it will always, I think, will be like sales, networking, those kinds of things to build my business. And that always takes the backseat. It's like the last thing that ever freaking happens. But now if it's like, okay, 30 minutes a day, can I do that first? Just that? What does that mean? Turn, not my phone, not my email and do that. What does that look like over a month, right? That's five days a week, 20 hours. Let's say if you put an hour to it a day, 20 hours a month, what can you, what can anybody accomplish with a goal when you put in 20 deliberate focused hours? It's incredible. So if I, you can live by that. If you can answer that question every day. And say, can I just put an, maybe an hour total, maybe it's 30 minutes personal, 30 minutes professional, you will, honestly, your life will change. You will skyrocket.
2: That gave me goosebumps because I, I have my one thing for the day, but I don't ask it that way. And it just, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to change that because that's fantastic. It just makes me feel good. <laughs> so I really it's like you that. feel that's good, great.
3: right? Right. And it taps into that emotional thing. So then when you go to bed, because what typically happens is we have whatever, 20, 40 things on our to-do list. And you look at it and you're like, oh my God, easily, I I can get these 10 or 20 done today. No problem. Even though your schedule is packed and you have appointments and it's, you know, you have to run around and get your kids, all the things are happening, but still in your mind, there's this gap and you believe I can get this all done. This is belief bias. So let's say you have your 10 things on your list. You only get six done over the day, which is still pretty good because you have a million other things going on what do you focus on when you're in bed at night? The four you didn't. That's like all you can think about, right? You just beat yourself up over it. So instead, I'm saying, just, just forget that. Forget the 10. Focus on the one. Yeah, you're still going to get to a whole bunch. Obviously, we're all high achievers. You're going to get to some things. But if you have that one and you achieve that one, now you go to bed feeling like I'm a winner. I do what I say I'm going to do, right? Now it's like a confidence level. And now you wake up in the morning feeling much more inspired for that next day.
1: One of the topics that you write about and talk about often is uh, people being control freaks. Mm-hmm. And with our audience being law firm owners, you know, lawyers like to try to control outcomes. Absolutely. Can you talk about any tips for letting go? Because we think it's one of the things that holds our members back the most of wanting to micromanage and control every aspect of the firm's operations.
3: Absolutely. I work with a lot of lawyers. I get it. I feel like I should have been one sometimes in my life because I've, I am also I'm a complete control freak. I would say start with the lowest hanging fruit. There's always low hanging fruit. There's always simple ways to let go of things. Don't start with the big, I'm going to let go of this, you know, this big process or this big system or hand over all my billing or just whatever it is that's holding you back. Do something. As simple as possible. So it might be, you know, filing some of your paperwork. I know I've had, I work with lawyers who that, even that is like, I just, nobody else can file the way I do, really? Because probably there's a good chance they can or they'll think of a better way, right? I also think we get so caught up in the way that we do it. Not only is it a different control, but it's perfect. It's the only way. And It's amazing when somebody else brings their skills to the table, how much more ingenuity or creativity they can bring or just a different perspective. And you're like, oh, yeah, I never thought of doing it that way. That's so much easier. It's so much simpler, you know, and so start with that. And it's like a muscle, right? You just got to do it over and over and over and over until you get to something a little bit harder and a little bit harder and a little bit more. And there will be bumps in the way. Of course, people... Everything's not going to go exactly to how you want it. But you'll also realize that even when things don't go exactly how you want it, the whole world isn't going to fall apart. Your entire firm isn't going to like, you know, fall to pieces. You're not all your clients aren't going to leave. Like we tend to catastrophize a lot as control freaks. We can catastrophize to the nth degree because we're like always our mind goes to worst case scenario and that worst case almost never happens. <laughs> so, you know, slowly start giving up that control with the lowest hanging fruit and then work your way up.
2: I mean, there would, are there any productivity tools that you might recommend uh, that might help people? I mean, maybe it's, I don't know, uh, an app, a website, whatever it may be. I mean, maybe a, a maybe a non-technology tool, but something you might recommend to help boost productivity.
3: Yeah, so when I think of productivity, again, time management To me, it's really less about managing all your time. But in this day and age, um, you mentioned, Jim, how is it different from 30 years ago? At this point, it's distraction management. So it's attention management. So if you can manage your attention better, you're going to be more productive. Like it's just going to be the simple byproduct without you having to worry about anything else. Don't worry about all the apps. Don't worry about all your project management tools let's just focus on our attention. So oh, I'm so bummed I don't have this here. I just left it downstairs. But I have this little cube. So talk about something non-technology. It's this cube. And obviously, it's a cube. It has six sides. And you can just get them off Amazon. It literally is called it... I think it's called a timer cube. And um, one side is 5, 10, 15, 30, 60. And so for however long you want to stay in focus, you just... You just put down that side. You're like, I just need to focus for 15 minutes. Okay. That means I'm going to turn off my phone or just put it in my desk. I'm going to like tell my assistant, or you know, I'm not taking any calls. I'm going to put a sign on the door, like do those things, but you're like, my thoughts cannot get in the way for 15 minutes. I was going to do that. And you put the 15-minute thing and you work on that. Or you're like, I'm going to do a 20 minute. Or you're like, I just want to do five minutes, right? Again, you're building it up. You're building that muscle. I use this with my teenagers. I use it for me. I have, and like I said, I always have one in my office. But I was working downstairs today. I use it all the time. So, don't worry about all the apps and all those things. Start with the basics.
1: We're speaking with Marythu Perak today, and we're really glad to have her. You know, I'm a morning person. I was texting Tyson at 4:30 this morning on my way to the gym, and I have a ton of energy in the morning. Any tips for the end of the day now? Before I got on 75 Hard and doing my exercise and stuff, that was when I would eat and sort of relax or reward myself. Any good tips for end of the day routines, like maybe before you go home from work?
3: Before you go home from work. Okay. So yeah. Well, it sounds like first of all, when can I do on your mornings? I don't get up, and I always like to say this because I am a productivity person, right? A pro or whatever. And I do not get up at 4 or 5 in the morning, but I can tell, still have a really productive day. So I just want to let everyone know that for who doesn't do that, you can still have a really productive day not getting up super early. But I'm so glad that you do and that you make your morning so valuable. And it sounds like you're doing some of those really hard things in the morning. I know for me, exercise would be the hardest thing. So One, just start there. Like don't leave those, the really, really, really hard things for you. The things you always procrastinate, the things that never happen to the end of the day. So that's the number one thing. Just don't. So if that's what you're doing right now, figure out how can I switch that and work with my energy instead of against it. Like we're fighting our energy and our willpower all day, right? Whether it's like not picking up our phones or dealing with our clients, like you don't need to add another level of fighting that. So first of all, work with your energy and say like, What do I need to get done in the morning? And as far as the end of the day, I believe the best days, the most productive mornings, the most productive days start the night before. So it's the thinking that goes into the, the evening before. So let's say you're about to leave work. I would just close up some loose ends in terms of, I mean, physically, maybe just clear off the papers on your desk some of the things, you know, maybe it's like just plan your day. What is my top goal for tomorrow? What are my top three things I've got to get done? Jot it down on a a sticky. Don't overcomplicate this. Just think it through, right? When you're at home at night, where, if I have a meeting in the morning, what are the directions? Can I get it on Waze? Do, you know, what am I going to wear? Do I need to pack up stuff for lunch? Like, what is it that will help those few things that will make you successful for the next day is how I would think about the night. So when I think about my day, I have different kind of, I think of it in quarters almost or thirds at least. So maybe the morning is like you, like we were saying, maybe for those activities that I don't get to that, I really need the energy and brain work for midday is generally for some more kind of creative work for me. That's just how my energy level works. Later in the afternoon is more mundane things. And then the evening is for prep and planning. So when I start thinking about my days and like a little bit more organized like this, it again, kind of just gives me like a guidepost at night. Like what are those things I can do to prep and plan for tomorrow? And by the way, put a little checklist of five things. Just have your little checklist, put on your phone or put on your fridge or put on your bedside table. And you're like, oh wait, did I pick out my clothes? Did I, do I know where I'm going in the morning? Did I check my calendar to see wait, do I have a meeting at 7am or do I have it at 9am? Like when's my first, you know, my first responsibility in the morning? Did I pick, you know, and did I just like look at my calendar for the day? So I have this little checklist and a really easy way that I do it is I put it on my phone and it, it like pops up at 1030. And it's, so it's a reminder. It's like an event on my phone. And in that, in the description are my five things for my checklist. And so it's just a little reminder to me before I go to bed, wait, did I just look at all these things? Because even though I've been doing this for a dozen years, I forget to do these basic things. I forget to do them. I just... Another one I have is I like to put my... Let's get a little bit personal here, but I like to put my workout clothes, like my yoga pants at the foot of my bed. So when I wake up, I put them on. And that just kind of gets me... Even if I don't work out, it gets me in a, a more active kind of mindset in the morning. So... But I forget. There are so many nights I forget to go get them from my closet and put them there. But then I see it on my checklist... And then it's there. So it, it just doesn't matter how often you're doing these things. You could always use, I think everyone can use that reinforcement.
2: That's that's really good. I, I, I'm i going to steal the one about work, putting in my workout clothes. Uh, I'm not going to put them on the, on the end of my bed because I got OCD, but I'll put them like on my dresser or something so I can see yeah. them. Here's a question I have for you where like, I have a very structured week. Like Jim can tell you, like my week is extremely structured, but mm-hmm. what happens, especially with federal cases, because judges, federal judges like to just like you know, say we're having court on this day and not really ask you about it. Yeah. And so there's sometimes where I don't have an option as to when I can have court. We're told when we can have court. And it's really frustrating to me. So do you have any tips on managing things like that? Because it's it's, it's an annoying part of my week, to be completely honest with you. Now, it doesn't happen as often because I don't handle as many cases, but it does happen and it's frustrating. So any tips for us?
3: Yeah, no, it's totally frustrating. Yeah. Things pop up in the calendar, right? You're like, my caseload is it's some it is just out of your control many times, right? Or even something personally. Someone's sick in the house or something happened and you know, and that and that throws everything off. So I think the way to manage it is to actually manage it and not deflect it and not pretend it's not happening. I think that there's a lot of us who feel like this thing popped up. So now it's out of my control. So now my whole week has gone awry. So now I'll just like, you know, I'll just be reacting all day. And my week is blown up and I'll just let things, I'll just deal with them as they come. I know for some reason it's like, yes, that happens. I get it. Like that day happens. But it seems to shut a lot of us down Completely. Like there's just this sense of I've given up, everything's out of my control. Where actually, yeah, that day came up. It wasn't on your radar. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't in the plan. But if we get back to managing it and saying, okay, well, now this happened, can I take 10 minutes, five minutes to just just assess and be like, well, how does this impact everything else? Well, then maybe I have to switch everything I was gonna do today to tomorrow and that has to push back other things, or maybe I need to. Put up some different boundaries with my clients. Or maybe I need to, you know, let um, my colleagues know that things are some changes. Or like, how can I react in a way that's intentional and more deliberate versus this like, oh my gosh, it's all out of my control. There's no way I'm all behind. And I understand that because I've done it too. But it's not helping. So actually, just just deal with it. And when I don't mean deal with it, when I say deal with it, I mean, look at your calendar, move things Take that time, but it's always going to come down to like taking a little bit of time to think it through. And I'll say that the biggest thing, and I know, gosh, I've definitely, you know, in any high achieving industry, especially, I mean, for lawyers or, you know, any high achievers, when you're in the midst of chaos, when you're in overwhelm, when everything's being thrown at you, the most counterintuitive thing is to step back and be like, I just really like to put some time to think about this right now. Like that's completely opposite of what your brain is telling you, what you're like, your neurology is telling you. It is telling you to, it's like the fight or flight, like just get in there, put your head down, deal with it and do the stuff. So where the practice comes in is having that awareness to pull yourself back and replan and reprioritize and rejigger things because that investment of time will always give you more time. Always, always. But it's so counterintuitive. So that's what I would leave you with is like, just remind yourself that this investment of my time, although it seems like the worst plan right now, is always going to give me more time and more clarity and more focus back.
1: That's awesome. Marithu, my favorite word that came out of today's podcast, it's a word that some people in my office like to do. It's catastrophize. So I'm really excited about catastrophization and the the Castra Pfizer's in my office. So anyway, for our listeners who want to get a hold of you, what are all the best ways to contact you and your company?
3: Yeah, well, I'm in all places. Life is organized. Come on over to my website. I feel like that's how you'll get to know me really well. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Life is organized. But also, since you're listening to this, you're probably a fan of, of podcasts. So come on over to the Productivity on Purpose podcast. It is geared towards women business owners, but all you can all take these, these tips are all universal. So come join me there. And I also have a book and you can find that over on my website as well.
2: Good stuff. All right. We are going to wrap things up before I do. I want to remind everyone to join us in the big Facebook group. Just go to Facebook and search Maximum Lawyer. You'll be able to find us. If you want a more high-level conversation, go to maxlawguild.com. We hope you'll join us there. And while you're listening to the rest of this episode, if you don't mind giving us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast, we will greatly appreciate it. It really does help spread the love and it it, it gives this information to lawyers that really need it. So we hope you'll, you'll help share that and uh, tell a friend about us. Jimmy, what's your hack of the week?
1: Well, you know, we spent a lot of time on here talking about Loom and the value of asynchronous communication. I have a couple service providers who don't really do phone calls. They just communicate to us with Loom recordings, which I appreciate. And I came upon a little hack that helps with those. And that is Loom allows you to set the speed that you're listening to the Loom on. And if you set it at like 1.7 or 2.0, you can also turn on the transcript and you can read it while they're talking and you can get through it twice as fast.
2: I like that a lot. I like that whenever it comes audio books too, because you can just, you can get a book that's, Like 12 hours, you can read it in like six or seven or listen to it in six or seven. So it's good stuff. All right, Marithu, I think I might have, I feel like I've gotten your name right the entire time, except for I think one time I got it wrong. But Marithu, we always ask our guests to give a tip or a hack of the week. Do you, and it could be a podcast, it could be a book, it could be a quote, could be whatever. So do you have a tip or a hack for our listeners?
3: Wow. Okay. So I'm actually going to, I thought about this. I'm going to just reinforce what I said, primarily because- the things we need to hear need to be reinforced over and over and over again and that's how they, they finally stick so I'm gonna leave you with the question that question that you said Tyson you're gonna start using um you know what will make me feel most successful when my head hits the pillow tonight if you if you ask yourself that question every day if you lead your day with that if you commit to that there's no doubt in my mind you will be more successful you'll get your results quicker, sooner, and you will feel more productive.
2: I wrote it down twice because I didn't get it hundred percent right the first time. So I'm glad you said it again. Uh, Cause it's, I, I was going to ask you about it. So I'm glad you did. Cause that's, that's great. It's I'm changing what I, uh, the, the question I'm gonna ask myself. So that's, that's really, really good. I love it. That's great. Uh, and this is in addition to the tip you gave about the timer, because I, re- I already have it pulled up on Amazon over here. So I'm going to yeah. get that as soon as we're done. There's some really cool ones on here too. Um, and right. Just so people know. So really cool. Uh, I'm going to spend like the next 30 minutes like <laughs> binging about timers um, until I find the perfect one. But my tip of the week, it's pretty simple and it's good. With, it's, it kind of goes with our episode when it comes to time management is Have an agenda for your meetings. We have all of our meetings have agendas like in the calendar invite. So when it comes to our, our pod review meetings, when it comes to our leadership meetings, when it comes to our, we have a, what we call it an an administrative review meeting. We have agendas for all of them and it really helps streamline things. So you don't just show up. Oh, what are we talking about today? It's very, very structured. And it saves us a ton of time. So I really, really recommend agendas for your meetings because especially if for meetings, you're not there. Because if you have these meetings and you don't have an agenda, people are just going to waste time. They're Not because they're meaning to waste time, it's just because they don't know what to do. So give them an agenda, have them follow it and it'll, it'll help streamline things. But redo, thank you so much for joining us. I really enjoyed this podcast as someone that likes to have a structured week and organize things. I really, really appreciate it. So thank you so much.
3: Thanks for having me. This was, there were great questions and I really, really appreciate you sharing me with your audience. I hope everyone walks away with some value.
2: I
1: think they will. Thanks so much. Yeah,
2: no doubt in my mind. Thank you, Murilo. Appreciate it. Thank
3: you.
1: Thanks for listening to the Maximum, the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, more content. go to MaximumLawyer.com. MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.